0: for some time she is known for her work as a psychic medium she's also a card carrying member of the Mutual UFO Network or MUFON she's an experiencer and investigator in the field of UFO and paranormal as well as an accomplished remote viewer ladies and gentlemen Miss Cheryl Lynn Carter Cheryl
1: Hi, how you doing?
0: Welcome to Uncomfortable. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being with us tonight. You are a cornucopia of experiences and uh, uh, expertise. So um, I, I don't even know where to start with, with everything that you're involved with but there is one specific reason that I asked asked you to be on the show tonight and, and we'll get to that later. But if you would, for the listeners cover for them, what your, uh, what your experiences are and, and how you got into these different fields.
1: Well, I'm a psychic medium and actually people say, how did you start doing this? But you're born that way. I've, I've remembered ever since I was four years old that I could see spirits, that other people didn't see and I'd hear voices, you know, and the other kids didn't see this. I, I thought it was the weird kid. The kids told me I was the weird kid. And back when I was in high school, we didn't have all these ghost shows and stuff. We didn't have all these books to, to read. And you, you don't, maybe you think you are weird.
0: Did that, is that what your impression of yourself was? Did you, did you feel that, I mean, obviously you knew you were different if nobody else was experiencing this, experiencing these but did you did you feel weird? Did you feel odd? Did you did you feel like it was a um, a negative thing in your life?
1: No, I, I was I was enjoying it, and I I just couldn't believe that that other people couldn't see and hear things like I did. I just thought it was crazy. How could nobody else? It, it wasn't until I was a senior in high school that I met another girl that had the same thing, and I said, so cool. Now I have somebody to talk to, but it took that long.
0: and that was that was more on the, the psychic end of things right really. mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was um, dare i say do you see dead people or do you just hear them or sense their presence or
1: everything they they're all everybody's different
0: do you actually can you actually see
1: yes i can actually see them standing there
0: and how do they appear to you I mean in in what form well, they, what what's their appearance look like
1: They look they look see-through kind of fuzzy But my 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 thought is always are they just in another dimension and they look solid on the other side That's my question
0: Oh interesting
1: I always ask And them how do, that. and how
0: do we appear to them
1: Yeah and maybe maybe we look see-through maybe they're solid and we're not solid on this side and I always ask that question when I investigate, but it's like they can't tell us. Like that's one of the secrets they're not supposed to reveal to us.
0: Do they ever let you know how they know that you're there? Is it is it just a perception of theirs that they think you're there, or
1: sometimes? Or so, sometimes you will actually have intelligent conversation with them.
0: That's got to be astounding. It, it is. they can't relate anything about the can they tell you about what's what is where they are
1: no because i i always ask questions like that I, I don't do i don't do the knock on the wall and do all this stuff like that's yeah. crazy i got doesn't tell me anything yeah i'll yeah i'll say are you in? i think you're in another dimension you know what was it dark over there i, I just asked all kinds of questions can you come and go and and it's like they can't answer us huh I, I think they, I think they know the answers, but we're just not allowed to know this, and I, I don't know why.
0: Oh, so almost as if they're prohibited from yeah. relaying that information. Yeah, they can have a, they can have a yes or no uh, response with you about certain things, maybe about who they are.
1: Oh yeah, they or, tell or, me all kinds of things. They'll, they'll tell me a thing about their personal life and everything, but when yes stuff like that, i of a sudden
0: No, they just, they just hush up
1: yeah that's what wow. I'm thinking i will answer that question
0: that's interesting
1: because i've always I've always thought people say oh if you if you hear a voice and it's really quiet that's because the spirit isn't very strong and if you hear a, a loud voice it's because the spirit has better energy, and I says, well maybe one's in a dimension closer to us than the other one Maybe that's two dimensions too far away and we can't hear them very well. Well, that's a different thought, isn't it? I I, I think when we die, we, heaven isn't up and hell isn't down. I think we go to another dimension. Maybe it's alongside of us. My theory.
0: I like that. I'm
1: all about dimensions.
0: But if if it is right beside us, then then what we consider to be hell could be much closer than what we think. Yeah. I don't like that idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. I mean, we don't know.
0: Can you quickly tell me one of your most profound experiences with uh, interacting with uh, spirit on the other side?
1: Hmm. I, I think my favorite one was there's a, a cemetery about an hour from us, and everybody would say there's a, there's a lady in white that crosses the road, and the cars see her at night, and they run off the road thinking there's a person there. And I had to go down and say, yeah, lady in white. Said, there's always a lady in white someplace. Yeah. So I went down there um, in the daytime, of course, and I drove past the cemetery, and then I turned around and come back. Well, it's on a curve, and there's trees all around. And you can't see anything until you come around the curve. And I said, "Oh, somebody's walking across the street from the trailer court." That's just a person walking across the street. That's all. But I went into the cemetery, so it's it's a cemetery. There's a, a bottom section, then there's a up on top of a hill. But you have to climb up the hill. I don't know how they got anybody up there. And so I start climbing up the hill to the old section, and I look way in back. And there standing by this tall marker is the lady in white. She's standing right there. I said, oh, she does exist. And I said, who are you? And something made me look at this broken stone on the ground. And it said Sarah Dickinson, age 20. Okay, so I'm looking. Don't see anybody else around her. So now I had to go home on Ancestry to see who is this person. Well, she married somebody and... He went off to the Civil War and a week later she died. Oh, I'm huh. going And so I, I went back there like five times to keep talking to this woman. She didn't know she was dead. She had this happens to spirits a lot. She got sick, she went to bed and she never woke up. She didn't know she was dead. And she was waiting for her husband to come back from the civil war because he promised he'd come and she promised she'd wait and that's where she was and that's why she was roaming around waiting for him to come back 160 years
0: okay and i'm glad you brought that up 160 years yeah so so by that do we assume that time is not a not a factor for spirits when they're when they're on the other side Ob- i mean, obviously
1: he, well she wasn't i mean she wasn't even on the other side she was still earthbound the poor lady that's why she was her, there. Yeah, her, she never the, left.
0: In her her appearance to you again, she, somewhat she was see-through. see-through. Yeah, yeah. And this was in broad daylight, right?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. At one point, there was a little cement bench, and I said, "Could you sit down next to me?" And she actually sat down next to me on the bench. I mean, it was intelligent. And I I didn't know how to tell her that she was dead. Yeah, you got to be a little careful about that. And I says, oh, maybe you should, um, maybe you should move on. And She goes, no, no, Matthew promised he'd come back. I promised that me. Always our conversation. And one day I just, I got so frustrated, and I said, and I checked out where he was. After the war, he moved to California with his sister, so he wasn't even around. And he never remarried. And I no, says, really. and I says, yeah, how about that? And he's, and I says, okay, um, I, I hate to tell you this, I said but Matthew's not coming back. Oh. And I says, because Matthew's dead, and then I, I go, and so are you. And I go, oh, I didn't mean to say it like that. And she goes, oh no. And I said, that's okay. That's okay. I, I can help you find Matthew. I know where he is. And so something something that we we have have learned to help a spirit move on. You can't make a spirit move on. You can show them where to go. I said, see that that beautiful bridge over there, and there's all the sunshine on the other side. I said. If you go across that bridge, Matthew's over there, and you can be with him again. And she's kind of hesitant, and I said, really, it's it's okay. Matthew was on the other side of that bridge. And she still didn't want to go, and I called to Matthew, and all of a sudden he appeared on the other side, young, in his Civil War uniform. And she saw you him. Saw, and,
0: you saw yeah, him as well?
1: Yeah, and he was young again, like when they were married. and yeah. he And she ran across the bridge into his arms. Oh, like going with the wind. <laughs> 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 yeah, and so she moved on. But I mean, people were going down the cemetery all the time, going, "Yeah, there's this woman. Are you helping her to try to find out what was wrong? How many years you... has she been hanging around there? Nobody would help her.
0: <laughs> Are you aware? Are there any more reports of her? No. Since since you no. had that?
1: No, no, nope, she's gone. I've been back down there. She's gone. Wow. I've, I've actually, I've actually had somebody doing a reading for me before and they said, there's a woman here and she's, she's so happy. She says, you helped her it. And she, she speaks during a reading. I mean, she says, you helped me. And I go, oh.
0: <laughs> so, so they're capable of interacting with you while they're still earthbound. Sure. But then they're able to communicate with you as well once they've passed. Hmm. So there's no real delineation between between being stuck and and once they move on.
1: I, I don't. I don't ever want to say a spirit is stuck. I think they might stay here for a reason. Some have unfinished business. Some like where they are and they just don't want to leave. I don't ever think anybody's stuck.
0: Do you think she was here because she didn't know she was dead? Right. Or, that's what I or, said, yeah. Or was it more that she was just so longing to reunite with him that she just, it, the waiting was what was keeping her there?
1: She didn't know she was dead. She didn't. Because I, I, saw, I saw a vision of her being sick, and she went to sleep and didn't wake up. I saw the vision. She didn't know she was dead. She was dead. No. If she if oh. she would have known she was dead, she would have laughed, you know. She didn't know.
0: That seems to be a lot for somebody to like in your position to to wrap your head around and to to deal with emotionally, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, well, you wouldn't believe some of the things spirits told me. <laughs>
0: while all right let's let's move on to um to your ufo experiences Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you you you've been into the ufo topic for a a good while and Mm -hmm. uh, like i said earlier you are a card carrying member of mufon i actually uh, on a different podcast that i had uh interviewed uh um bill Bill Konkoleski, the, mm-hmm. He's the my head friend.
1: of the mission. He's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that was an enjoyable conversation we had. Um, but you're also part of the CE5. Right. And for the listeners, I, I know what it is, but for the listeners, let them know what that is.
1: That's called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. That means you're trying to initiate contact.
0: And that is, and uh,
1: we go we go out to a a certain place in Brighton, Michigan. There's a group of us who go. We go the same place all the time. It's like out in the country, and we we form a we form a circle. There's usually not more than twenty of us, and we have like um, the singing bowls because that vibration helps to bring the sound in. Do a little meditating and then you're just you're just quiet and you just you know, hoping something'll happen. And I've got some strange photos that I've taken, always always in front of the woods down there. And I've been in the woods in the daylight, and there's nothing in there in the daylight. But I've got pictures of strange lights that come out after we do the singing bowls. It attracts them. One, one of them actually looks like a little alien baby, I kid you not, with a glowing light around it. I don't know what it was. Really? Yeah. Another time we had, all of a sudden, um, two balls of light appeared. And they they're far enough away, they were probably the size of the basketballs. Just turned on like somebody turned on two big spotlights. And I go, oh, that's strange. So I have my fleur going. I should have been doing video but I was just going to get a picture this was pretty cool and all of a sudden they start changing places and moving back and forth and now he's doing the singing bowls and they're they're enjoying whatever this is and the one stretched up real tall and started swaying to the music went back down into the ball shape no, no way yep i got a picture but no video and they changed places a couple times and then they stopped and then He stopped the singing bowls, and all of a sudden, it was like somebody just turned the lights off. They didn't move away or anything. They just lights just went to black, and I go, "That was interesting." Now we don't know what that was.
0: Any kind of um, relatable contact, you know that I mean, um, uh, like implanted thoughts or. Any kind of actual communication, like a, a verbal type communication, anything like that, or is it all pretty much visual for you guys?
1: I I haven't gotten any verbal. I know Bill used to get verbal. I I have not ever gotten verbal. I'm just seeing these strange lights.
0: Now CE five that that's something that's become uh, more popularly known because of Doctor Stephen Greer mm-hmm. and and his efforts. Was was the practice of CE five in place before he started um, talking about it, or is this something that he kind of developed and and took by the took the bull by the horns?
1: I think he developed because the the two people that are the head of our group they they've gone out with Dr. Greer, so I've heard a lot about him. No, I, I think it was his idea that you know, if we could try to make some contact with them. Now his, his groups, I, I don't know that I want to be with one of his groups with a hundred people. That's yeah. not too intimate for me. I, I like our little 20.
0: So when you guys are, your your 20 or, or so people hmm. that are out there. Are you all kind of focused on the same intent? Are you, you all, do you have like a, a, a central theme that you're all trying to, to focus on? Or that, is it just each, yeah. everybody individually doing their thing and it's just a collective energy that, that attracts these?
1: Well, well, that's, that's why I like when we, we have like a regular group that goes there and you can tell when everybody has like, like energy and you're all meshing together. Mm-hmm. But some, sometimes we'll get people there that are, they're, they're just coming there for entertainment and you can feel that too. And usually nothing happens that night because yes, you have to all be in sync. Some, something about all your energy creates something that wants to bring them forth. That they they want to talk to you now because they're they're enjoying. You you've raised your vibration. They're enjoying this. They want to come do something with you. I haven't heard voices now. Just seen a lot of lights that shouldn't be there.
0: Now now are they all lights in the in the woods that you're talking about, or are you? They're not in the
1: woods. Them? They're in front of the woods. They're not in the woods. They're in front of the woods. Maybe six feet in front of the woods. They're back by that way. Hmm. But I've, I've, after I've seen the lights, we've gone back and walked in the woods. There's nothing there. I don't know what it was. You know, do are we bringing something out of the woods? I, we're not sure what it is.
0: What about up in the sky? Do you see anything as far as what... You'd probably consider to be craft moving in the skies, or is everything that you're you're experiencing pretty much earthbound?
1: We we will see lights flash at us, like the the one guy will he will shoot his laser pointer up there. Which you don't do that if you think it's a plane because you're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's big trouble.
1: But I mean, he he knows he's got he's got his equipment that he can see if, you know what's there, so he doesn't do that, and and it'll flash back at us. It'll flash it'll flash back at us. So okay, so what is that? That's not a plane. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. No, I've I've seen things, but not during CE five. I've I've seen things on in town. One one day I was just driving down the street in the afternoon. Sky's perfectly blue. The sky opened up and this silver disc shaped craft came
0: out. Explain! Explain the 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 sky opened up. Just just like a hole. Like clouds clouds parted. There were or? no
1: clo- there were no clouds. There were no clouds. Blue sky, blue sky, and the sky just a hole just opened up, and this came out of it.
0: What did the hole look like? I mean, was it, was it a different color? Or
1: you, you could tell. I don't. Know, you could, you could just tell that it was like somebody punched a hole in it or something. Was it weird? Yeah, just just an opening, and, and this came out, and it it hovered there for a while. I don't remember seeing lights because I could only see the bottom of it, but everything around me stood still. I'm looking, nothing else is moving. That was kind of crazy. And it was like ten minutes, and then it just went right back into the sky, and the sky closed up again.
0: Did that hole stay there the the entire no. time?
1: And then it closed up.
0: So the hole that it came out of stayed there the whole time?
1: Yeah. Wow. So it had to be like a portal? I don't know what. Yeah. And then I've seen these light rods. It's, it's, uh, it's usually in the springtime. I'll be driving down eight miles, always the same place, be on the left side of the road around 8 o'clock in the morning when I'm going to work, same time. And these rods of light will appear. They're not they're not solid. they are bright light. And all of a sudden they will start rotating until they get to the three o'clock position, stay there a while, go back up, and then turn off. One time, the rod turned in split into two, and the one rotated while the other one stood there. It went back up, they went back together, and they turned off. Now, I don't know what that was. I've seen that three times now. The same spot of the sky. It's always a blue sky, so you can't say something with the clouds or you know, sun yeah. coming through. It's always a clear blue sky. So there's no distortion. Yes, I don't know what that is. That first thing was a craft for sure.
0: Well, I had a I had a very interesting experience when I was I'm going to say it was either 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um in my mom and dad's house, my parents were out for the night. It was uh 10:30 or so. My grandmother was babysitting. Uh she she was sitting behind me in uh, in the living room chair doing her uh TV TV guide crossword puzzle <laughs> and smoking her cigarettes and uh i was watching i don't know if you ever heard of son of Svengulli. yeah it, okay so i was watching whatever creature feature was on that night and uh <laughs> it was it was summer the the door was open the screen was in the windows were open and uh i, I heard we're we're kind of in the flight path for south bend regional airport mm-hmm. and it's not uncommon to hear planes going over um nowadays it is because i think the flight paths have changed but back then it was pretty common and i just kept hearing this plane going overhead and you know the doppler effect is when it's far away you can barely hear it and then when it gets over you it's really loud and then when it goes farther away it gets quiet again Mm -hmm. this just kept going and going and going and going and i I remember even leaning back because i was laying in a prone position on the on the living room floor watching tv and i looked back at my grandma and i said man, does it sound like that plane is just like moving really, really slow? Mm -hmm. And she, she didn't give a shit. She was just, she was wrapped up in her crossword (laughs) puzzle and not paying attention to Mm -hmm. me really. And, uh, and it it wasn't long after that. And, and I can't, I can't remember if I continued to hear that sound or if the sound was gone, but there was an incredibly intense light outside of our front picture window. Mm. And it went, it actually lit up my entire neighborhood wow to the point where i got up and i asked my grandma i said grandma what's going on and she goes i don't know honey get away from it It's is probably a storm and i was thinking to myself ain't no storm it's not lightning or just yeah that'd raining be or that'd be nothing. And, and uh I can remember standing at the window and looking across the street and and looking at the the big oak trees in the back of mr dale's backyard and all of a sudden it kind of hit me that i wasn't seeing any shadow of anything anywhere there was <laughs> nothing was leaving a shadow it was that bright but yet you would think something that bright would make you like squint your eyes because it was too, mm-hmm. too intense it wasn't it was just everything was lit up and as far as I could see, it was lit up. So I couldn't I couldn't see past whatever the light source was, and then continue to see darkness. Wow. Everything everything in my view was lit up, and I can remember looking across the street to the to the right of me and seeing my uh, my old friend, my school chum, uh, their backyard and uh, a new um, playset that they had put up for uh, for their twin kids. And I just, I was struck by the amount of detail that I was able to see. And and it it dawned on me that I was looking into the trees and I was able to see the backs of the leaves because there was no, everything was illuminated. There was no shadow. There was no interior shadow from all the leaves hanging. And I just remember there being a glow, um, you know, like if if you if you hang um, Christmas lights on your gutter, Hi. on the outside of your house, without being able to see the light bulb, but seeing the individual um, the glow of the blue and the red and the orange and the green and you know all the different colors, that's kind of what it appeared to. It was just like this glow that was just kind of hanging down just below the the gutter. So whatever it was, the light source was above me you know now whether it was directly above me or above another house there I, I don't know but i mean it was it was an intense light source and it was definitely coming from above
1: and nobody and, else was outside looking at this
0: well like i said it was like ten thirty, quarter to 11 i you mean, think
1: somebody go what's going on out
2: there <laughs>
0: and uh yeah and um I can't even tell you how long it lasted. I mean, to me, you know, with the amount of detail that I remember of it, it had to be a, a pretty substantial amount of time. You know, like you know, in the neighborhood of a minute or two. Yeah. Probably wasn't that long, but I remember my grandma getting up and and grabbing me by the arm and pulling my right arm, telling me to get away from the window, and I did. And, and there was some interaction between her and I, and it's like, no, what's it, what is this? What's going on? And she's like, I don't know, I don't know. Get away from the window. <laughs> and as she started to pull me away, the light went off. Everything <sighs> went back to being black. But as the way she was pulling me made me turn to my right, which kind of forced me to look to the right of, of our neighborhood, or of my house, uh-huh. which like two houses down, maybe three houses down, our street starts to curve. And right at that curve, was a, um, dust dusted dawn uh, street light. And, you know, when it gets, when it would start to get dusk, it would come on. And when it would start to get morning, it would shut off this. The light was starting to come back on. So it, that to me, I was like, whatever just happened, it was truly bright enough to shut off.
1: Yeah. Light,
0: and it started coming back on. And I couldn't wait to wake up the next morning and tell my parents. And I got up, and my grandma and my parents were in the kitchen drinking coffee together and talking. And I went out there, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. You can't, you know, and I told them all about it. And, you know, of course, my dad was just kind of looking at me, and my mom was, you know, doing her thing, washing dishes or whatever. And I looked at my grandma. I said, tell them, Grandma. Tell them. You saw it. You saw it. Tell them. And she's like, oh, I don't know, honey. I, I, don't, I don't know what <laughs> I, that
1: that's what people say to me i know
0: (laughs) and i was so i can remember being so pissed at my grandma and she was a wonderful woman i loved her to death but i was like you threw me under the freaking bus lady she didn't she didn't want to know what it
1: was she didn't want to know what it
0: was (laughs) i can just remember being so angry with her and uh my parents only got the newspaper on sundays because it had the grocery grocery ads and stuff Uh at the local supermarket. and uh I can remember walking through the through the house and uh, like on a Sunday afternoon, and my dad says, "Hey, kid, here's your freaking UFO story." I cleaned it up a little bit, but um, and I was <laughs> like, "What?" And he said, uh, and he read it to me. I didn't see it, but he read it to me, and it was you know four or five lines, and it said, "Residents of Hollyhock Road, just south of the state line, reported seeing lights in the sky above Claffey's Field."
1: there you go
0: hollyhock road is the road that is right outside my neighborhood there you go and claffey's field was a field that we used to play pickup games of football or baseball or hot box or whatever we were doing at the time that was just a an empty field and the farmer didn't mind us playing in it and so it was like validation for me and i remember when i interviewed uh bill Mm Konkoleski, he uh I think he actually invited me to a Zoom meeting with uh, several of their members, and I brought that up. And he had a couple of his people like going back in their database and trying to find it. And I remember finding it one point years ago, and I thought it was on Mufon. It might not have been. It might might have been a different data collection. I have to
1: look. I he, can look in was, there. I can look in there.
0: He wasn't able to find anything. Oh, okay. the, the guy that he had working on it.
1: Oh,
0: okay. And uh, but yeah, that was that was. I, I never saw anything. I didn't see a craft or because it was in that than, field.
1: It was probably over that yeah. field, yeah.
0: But that light source, man, that was that was something else. That was that was an amazing event.
1: So, well, that was huge. That yeah. was a huge one. The things I saw weren't that big.
0: And I did, you know, I I I do remember talking to somebody who had the the same experience years later uh, after after I'd even gotten divorced. I was introduced to a woman who lived down in Florida, and she was going to be moving back up to my hometown. And one of her friends thought that it would be a good a good match, so we kind of started talking and texting back and forth and stuff. And she asked me, you know, what your, where your interests are, and of course, I tell her, you know, ghost adventures and anything any horror movie ever made, and um, and UFOs and stuff like that. And she asked me, she says, "Have you ever seen one?" And I told her the story I just told you, mm-hmm. and she's like. Oh, my God! My brother and I when they were children, they lived due east of me, oh wow, about two miles, and she said her brother told her the same exact
1: story, oh wow, that had to be big,
0: and then you know, I was like, "Oh man, you got to get a hold of them, please put me in contact with and there was they were estranged the whatever happened they didn't talk to each other and I never heard from him, so I don't know if she just flat out never said anything to him, or if she even tried. But uh, yeah, or some people
1: don't like to talk about it either. You know? Yeah.
0: So let's get back to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, cool stuff.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so that, that was that was my uh, that was my one and only.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: You know, I've seen I've seen a couple of lights in the sky that have. You know, it's like when you when you're in a very dark area. You know, like uh, um, what do they call them? Dark, dark sky parks and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I've not been to one of those, but I did spend several years uh, fishing and hunting up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan on the on the far mm-hmm. west side, and it gets very dark out there. And when you walk out there at three o'clock in the morning, it looks like the stars are you know just barely above your fingertips, and yeah. uh, I can remember sitting out there and uh just watching things go by and you know obviously you could see a satellite here and there Mm -hmm. they hadn't hadn't released the uh uh, starlink satellites yet at that time but you know you could see a a a, a substantial amount of satellites but
1: yeah and you know the difference you know that's a satellite yeah
0: but then you know i'd see one that did not make an acute right angle or an acute angle of uh, redirecting its trajectory but an odd curve to it you know that was it's like well that that didn't seem quite quite right mm-hmm. but you know i mean i mean it, it was a dot in the sky it wasn't like i saw any kind of uh, a craft or anything that uh, i could recognize but yeah odd, odd stuff mm-hmm. i'm I'm very interested in the the ce5 um you know and and i think i, I think part of it is because uh steven greer's assessment and and of the of the alien agenda (laughs) if you will Mm -hmm. is so contrary to what we've been um fed here recently over uh, the last year and a half as far as a soft disclosure that's coming out everything that we're hearing on the news and uh uh elizondo and and the the guys that are with that and jeremy corbell and Mm -hmm. uh, the the gentleman from uh uh commander fravor from the the tic tac incident Mm -hmm. um everything that we hear is is kind of pointed towards a a national security risk and and i understand that if there's something in the sky that we have no nothing no way of contending with sure that yeah it naturally it's going to be some of concern but dr greer's assessment of you know the 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 loving nurturing um big brother if you will that you know he feels they are versus the the polar opposite of what we're being told now i, I think i'd very much like to try the uh, the CE5
1: well you know you can you can just go take a friend somewhere like you got to be out in the country like you know so you can see this guy just you know two or three people you don't have to have a big group and as you just you just get you know get in a nice positive mood
0: and that's enough Be quiet. energy. Quiet. That's yeah. all
1: you have to really do.
0: That that few number of people could, sure. could produce. Sure, you enough. could do
1: it. You could do it yourself. You know, yeah. it, it's just it's just clearing all the other junk out of your mind, so you can just concentrate on. I'd like to communicate with you. You know, sure.
0: But don't necessarily just keep both eyes on the sky.
1: No, because I said. Things I've seen are on the ground there. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's very interesting. And, All right, and, so <laughs> and I'm and sorry. Every, go
1: ahead. I would say every, every everything we see isn't isn't always alien up in the sky. I, I think there's a lot of interdimensional things around us too. You know, so you know, perhaps Watch the it. lights I saw were interdimensional. Who knows? Yeah,
0: there's there are some videos that I've seen that I know have been put through pretty rigorous um, assessments on whether or not there's been any kind of Photoshopping or Mm -hmm. um, CGI manipulation or anything. And there are some that they look extremely organic, almost uh, in a undulating manner. Like it's uh, one of them that I'm talking about in particular almost kind of reminds me, I think they're called sea cucumbers that have the, um, uh, the frilly uh, fins around the outside edge that they just kind of undulate. And, mm-hmm. uh, this is very bizarre. I wouldn't be surprised if there are other things not at all related to them.
1: I, I believe that. We can't believe we're the only thing on this earth. And and we we know, science proves there's other dimensions. So sure, there are all other things living with us.
0: And sometimes that veil is just thin enough that we mm-hmm. uh, we can perceive it.
1: Right. There's, there's certain, you know, like, like when you got the, the new moon, you know, and, and especially on, on All Hallows' Eve, that's when the veil is the, the thinnest, you know. The thinnest, yeah. That's when things can, and it's true, things can come in.
0: So you're saying that that, that, that probably isn't just as far as the spiritual realm, that, that during that time the veil of... just about anything is is considerably thinner
1: yeah and and i say like i says i've i've interacted with things that weren't just human spirits can't tell you what they were
0: do you have a gut a gut feeling of what they were
1: i i just feel interdimensional i don't know what that means Like, there's a, there's a place that we go, and several of us have seen it with our eyes. It's some kind of a, a furry creature. It, it looks like it's human, like arms and legs, but it crawls. It crawls on the ground. It crawls on the ceiling. Who knows what that is?
0: Now that would scare the shit out of me. It's
1: kind of scary, but it doesn't. It doesn't hurt you.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That would that would scare the absolute crap. Oh
1: yeah, out. I, that that one night it was crawling around the floor, you know, rubbing on my leg. And I don't. And then then it went up on the ceiling. I don't know what it is. It's pretty well,
0: good. Give me an. It, it was a pretty good
1: size, you know.
0: Like what? Like a German Shepherd, or are we talking more like a bear, or you know, it it the size looked, of a human?
1: It looked like a human. Like you, almost like arms and legs, but it was furry. Yeah, well, like a human size. It was big, but it was not human. Yeah, it was big, but it didn't feel scary. Well, I would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I've we 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 see it a lot at this place, and it's just like it, it crawls on the ceiling too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now are those are those types of things things you can communicate with or those i've
1: never been able to communicate with it now. it has never talked to us <laughs> maybe it tries i don't know we've never got anything from it i think it's, it's just curious just curious when we're there i guess where it you're comes saying, from, who knows?
0: <laughs> you're saying you're curious, or yes, that I think I
1: think it's I think it's curious. I said it was crawling around by our feet. I think it was just curious, like what we are. But
0: and then did you just lose it in the shadows, or did it like dissipate and and just?
1: Yeah, you'll 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 see it crawling down the floor, and all of a sudden it's just gone, or it's up on the ceiling, and then it's just gone. I don't know where it goes. Hmm. Yeah, i don't know about that <laughs> I, I told you i've seen many strange things
0: <laughs> all right so more recently uh you've you've actually uh, dipped your toes into the acting field
1: <laughs> a couple
0: a couple of movies out uh <laughs> if you want to touch on that real quick and uh, let the let the listeners know where they can actually see you in uh in action See, I actually, it? I yeah. actually, I watched Rosalie uh, um, last night. That was my first. Little, that
1: was my first one.
0: <laughs> doing a little bit of uh, research on you.
1: That was my and first that,
0: one. <laughs> that actually won a top horror film of 2019 at the Las Vegas
1: International Film Festival, Festival. and best makeup. It, it won. It won a couple awards at some other festivals too. Yeah. And the, so, the year after that we had they picked certain movies in Times Square and they were they're were putting them over the marquee in Times Square and Rosalie was up there I go like, well, that's kind of cool.
0: Do you like acting?
1: It was fun it's not something that I want to pursue. How did you, that's a how lot did you, of work. I, that's a lot of work to do that. You know, people people think you can make a living at it. You can't.
0: <laughs> yeah. You how know, did so. you how did you fall into that?
1: My friend was making a movie, and he says, um, he says uh, oh, we, we, got, we got some walk-on parts. You want to get in the movie? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Well, then he, he saw some, some pictures somebody took of me. where He had me dressed up in a costume all creepy, and he saw the picture, and he goes, that's you? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I got a part for you in the movie. I go, oh, I want you to be Rosalie's mother. Oh, okay. So that—that's how I got that. I was just going to do a walk-on, and he—he he, kind of cuts some of the parts out of the movie that you don't quite understand how Rosalie uh-huh. came to be. But oh. I was—I
0: I did notice that. I, I yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, it, we we did the scenes, and I go, well, "Why would you cut it out?" And the people—we know the story, but people don't understand. Yeah, it's like she was just there, right? Yeah, you, you saw me giving birth, right? But you don't even know I was giving birth, did you?
0: <laughs> Not really.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I was. I was giving birth, and um, I was I uh, I don't know what years it was. You know, years ago, and I was messing with magic, and somehow something came through, and it possessed my child when I was pregnant, and it turned out to be Rosalie we kinda of left some of that part of the story up, but that that's what happened. Yeah,
0: that would've that would have been helpful.
1: <laughs> that, well, we we were we did I mean, it. I, I don't know why he cut I, I think, it out. I know.
0: I think it's implied. Um yeah, if you have, have been, a if you have a mind of it. But uh, I
1: know, but we, we shot all that but it didn't make it all. And then he says, uh, Oh I got it. we're 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 down there for like four days shooting and he says Comes up and he goes, I, I got, I got something else I want you to do. He goes, not just you and the makeup person are going to know. I don't want anybody to know you're going to do this. I says, what? Well, he goes, I want you to be a creeper. I said, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to be a creeper in a movie <laughs> and creep down the hall. Oh my gosh, is that hard work? Really? And. After I I did it, my one friend told me, "You know, well, the people that that are creepers, they're double jointed." I said, "Well, no kidding. No wonder I couldn't make the movements he <laughs> wanted me to make. You know, I was doing okay, but you know, yeah." And so I'm, I'm practicing like ten times to you know to get it right. And by then, you know, you're 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 on the cement floor. My knees were starting to hurt, and I said, "I, I can't practice anymore. I'm not gonna be able to do the scene." But yeah, it was fun, and I. I, I started coming around the corner, and he, he stopped the scene three times, and Eric was at the other end, and he, now he knew something was going to happen around the corner. He didn't know what. He figured somebody's going to jump out and scare him. And he comes, he goes, no, don't, don't look. He goes, no, oh, I'm I'm not looking. I know somebody's going to try to scare me. And so they go, all right. So then I come crawling around the corner. He was not expecting that. He goes, "Oh my gosh!" And he dropped the camera he had in his hand. He dropped it on oh. the floor. And after the scene, he goes, "Why'd you drop the camera? You weren't supposed to do that." He goes, "Cause she scared the heck out of me."
0: <laughs> that kind of you know, reminds me,
1: because it was a real camera. This was a real camera. Yeah, yeah. That kind of um,
0: reminds me. It sounds like he tore a page out of uh, the director who uh, made the movie The Descent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that or not, but uh, some a, a group of women go uh, spelunking. They're, they're mm-hmm. researching caverns and stuff, uh, discovering uh, mm-hmm. un untraversed caverns. And the director had these these creatures that li- lived down there, but they were never the the actresses never saw these things. And it wasn't until they were actually filming the first scene. Where they encounter them, that they came out of the darkness, and so they had absolutely no idea what they were going to be. Right, because you want how that they reaction. were going to look. Yeah, and you want that, that scene—that scene is when they first show up. That, that's a palpable uh, fear that those girls—they they, were—I think they were struggling to stay in character because, uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty uh, smart move on his part.
1: Yeah, because cause Eric told me, he goes, you scared the heck out of me. I said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth wrecking my knees, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fun.
0: <laughs> All right, so, and you're an author. Let's not forget to talk about that real quick. Uh, you've, you've penned uh, a couple of books, uh, three now, is it? Four. Four. Just
1: co-wrote yeah. a book with somebody. I'm working on another one as we speak.
0: And where can people find those at
1: Amazon? Everything's Amazon. on Amazon. Mm-hmm.
0: And and what are the topics of those those books you have?
1: Uh, the my my first one whispers beyond the grave. That's what I'm talking about when I start seeing spirits when I was four years old. You know, and mm-hmm. and what happened, and and then a little bit of my life, and then some of my investigations. So that that's all a true one. And then my darkness books are like series of, of dark stories like twilight zone you know, for hitchcock you know they're, they're little dark stories oh really yeah and then i i did dimensions mysterious triangles and i'm I'm redoing that i'm reworking that one right now making it better yeah <laughs>
0: that the, those are that's an interesting uh that's an interesting topic for me i mean mm-hmm. bermuda, bermuda triangle was right in there with uh with UFOs and uh, Loch Ness and uh, Sasquatch when when I was in grade school and everybody else was reading books about, you know, Billy and Bobby playing baseball. uh,
1: This is is how I was in school. That's why I was the weird kid because that's what I was reading.
0: (laughs) And I I distinctly remember there being a uh, a book in the library and there were, I think there were two books and I couldn't tell you how many times I checked both of them out, but... Uh, one was, uh, it was a, it was a double book and the first part of it was on Sasquatch and the second part of it was, uh, the Loch Ness Monster. And then, uh, the other book had some weird paranormal, uh, stuff. And I can remember, I actually went on a ghost tour in, uh, Grand Rapids last, last Halloween. Mm. It was actually on, I think it was actually Halloween night and, uh, I ended up getting to stand outside of the apartment building where an article that I had read in that second book actually had taken place and completely unknown to me until it came out of the, the tour guide's mouth. It was a scene of a, and I don't remember the woman's name, but uh, the first uh, highly reported description of a spontaneous combustion oh and the woman like literally burnt to nothing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in her chair but her but her shoe and and part of her foot was still uh untouched and that was that was the uh, apartment complex that we were standing wow. in the middle of downtown grand rapids so hmm. i thought that was kind of a full circle thing it's like man, this was one of the, <laughs> See, one of the first articles back. I, yeah. Back.
1: yeah no i so. used to my my father would would bring home popular mechanics from work and at the back of popular mechanics they all always had ufo stories they had stuff mm-hmm. about oak island on there oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah even way back then oak island yeah now that yeah. you mention that i remember that
1: yeah it was yeah Girls didn't read that stuff, you know. I was just really weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, now let's get to let's get to why I was super intrigued with you, and uh, I guess we're gonna we're gonna introduce people. Most most of the people that listen to the show, I think, will probably have some idea of what we're talking about. Uh, but uh, anomalous cognition in other words uh, remote viewing
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm going to start off by saying about six or seven years ago I found a uh, a series of online articles about remote viewing I found it very interesting I had heard of it before uh, never really looked into it but uh, some things I some things I noticed that I, I had pretty much either had the perception of or or already knew um but there was uh, at some point i ran into this uh it was a uh, instructional site on, on how to do remote viewing hmm. and uh i i assumed it was just going to be horseshit to be honest with you mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it gave uh, very specific instructions of you know um I'm drawn from, like I said, seven years ago, but I believe what it was was uh, um, find yourself in a meditative state as best you can, try to focus on a pinpoint of light in your in your mind's eye and then eventually try to get that point of light to come closer and you'll try to recognize that as a window and focus on, on what you see in that window. And uh, there was actually if you, um, if you went through the, the tutorial and, and, and did everything when you got done with it, your, um, you were tasked with taking a sheet of paper and, and putting down on that paper, what your impression of what you either thought or saw or, um, heard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got done and, and I did, I, I ended up drawing, uh, um, pretty much a, a triangle and then uh, uh, kind of an oval and then a, a very um, thinly waving line, not, not big waves. And it just, uh, it wasn't a straight line. It was, it was slightly choppy, I guess. And uh, I went and I clicked the button because when you click the button that would, produce what it was that you were supposed to be focusing on. Mm -hmm. And it was a photograph of a sailboat on the ocean or a large body of water.
1: The lines are water. I was gonna say the lines are water. At Uh at
0: sunset. And you know, so I had the triangle of the sail. The sail. And my oval was, you know, even though the sun was uh, setting it wasn't a perfect circle it was it was slightly elongated because of the reflection in the in the water Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now i did not have them like on the piece of paper i did not have them like in the the proper spaces of you know to indicate that i was actually looking at the picture Mm -hmm. but those were three very strong feelings or images that i had that is what i wrote down and i i I was like, "Oh, okay." Now, so I went back and I did it, went through everything, and I'm like, "There has to be something here that either put that in my head, or you know." <laughs> and I, I, I was not able to find it, but I did think that was pretty interesting that I was able to, you know, just right off the bat do do that and come up with three three shapes that were pretty significant.
1: Because <laughs> the the government used to use this back. You know, during during the war, to try to spy on the Russians, they
0: used remote viewing back then. This is not yeah, new. this is not new. Yeah, yeah, I think the uh, like during about the middle of the Cold War, but they yes. didn't really officially, um, officially recognize it or or um, classify it until seventy two, and, mm-hmm. and went on to nineteen ninety five. And for the listeners out there, this is not hokey uh, parlor tricks. Um, no you can you can go online and easily find that the US military and the government has dumped millions of dollars into training exactly people to do this kind of remote viewing and where they allegedly they stopped the program in 1995 but as recent as 2015 there was under another umbrella a different agency in the government still continuing to to dump millions of dollars into this in uh, training specifically Marines and sailors in the Marine Corps to to use this as a, uh, to combat espionage. Mm-hmm. And I find it really odd that ESP and espionage is ESPI-ONAGE. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if espionage, when it was first, when they first came out with that word were they already in the process of using this or, or entertaining mm-hmm. the thought I, I didn't i didn't get it until i was actually writing a note you know as far as one of the things that i wanted to cover and i was like and it was literally esp and then dash espionage and i was like oh shit <laughs> that is <laughs> that,
1: that is interesting hmm i got to check that out in
0: 2017 again and this is for the listeners so please if if you have questions about this just it doesn't take a lot of work to be able to find any information out about this Uh, in 2017 the uh, freedom of information act declassified over 12 million pages of files related to the governing bodies that were responsible for the use of this uh, Mm -hmm. remote viewing Mm -hmm. and it was it was a it was, it had considerable successes with finding uh, hostages that were in, uh, I believe in Iraq and exactly. uh, different, different things like that. So that's why I wanted to talk to you because the, the thing that really stood out with me and I'd, I'd like you to obviously get into how you just realized that you could do it and, and what the process of um, kind of honing that ability, but then i want you to get into this group that you're you're related with and mm-hmm. and the success that they've had with some some just amazing um, it's an amazing service and, mm-hmm. and i don't really want to spoil it so mm-hmm. i'll i'll let you do that once you get to it
1: well i i I've, I've been doing like i said I've been doing this all my life i didn't know it had a name probably 10 years ago i i realized it was called remote viewing i didn't know it had a name i just did it and I, I don't really have to concentrate. If I want, if I want to see a, a certain thing, I just go. Okay, I want to see this place, and, and I'm there. That, that quick. But that's might because I have an ability, and somebody else has to try a little harder. I don't know. But I've I've just always done that, and it's fun.
0: <laughs> now, I've read I've read several, several articles about remote viewing mm-hmm. in the past. And, and many of them, not all of them, but many of them kind of allude to um, having to be able to have the ability to lucid dream in order to be successful at remote viewing. Is that something you, you find is, uh, is accurate?
1: A lucid dream is when you're actually sleeping. You're, you're sleeping when you're having a lucid dream. You're remote viewing, you're awake. That's, those are two different things.
0: See, and that's what I thought too, but a couple of the yeah. articles that I read alluded to the fact that you had to be, um, you had to be able to do both. And I guess as far well, as lucid dreaming goes, I mean. probably you, do both, you know,
1: but they're two separate entities.
0: Because in lucid dreaming, you actually can control what you do in the dream, correct?
1: In a way, and when, when I'm having a lucid dream, it, it's like almost like someone's giving you a visitation. It's not, not a regular dream. It'll feel different. Okay. But that's I was just talking to my friend on the phone that she had this dream, and I said, you, you just had a lucid dream. That's what she had. Or some sometimes when I'm sleeping, I astral project. I, I actually leave my body and I go places. That's interesting, too. <laughs> Yeah, that would nah, be neat. I've I've never done that when I was awake. I always do that when I'm sleeping. And I don't what? even I don't even know I'm doing it because I'm sleeping.
0: Is, is there some danger to the astral project, projection? And then I'll let you back to the, the remote view because I'm I don't, that's I don't where know. I, I just don't
1: I, I wake up and I know I did it and I'm I'm thinking, what if you don't get back in your body? Yeah, I mean, I suppose, right? But yeah, I, I, I I don't do it on purpose. I'm sleeping when I do this. And, and I know that I'm astral projecting because I'm, I'm not walking on the ground'm I'm, I'm flying in the sky above everything I'm up in the sky looking down at, at every all the whole earth I'm up in the sky so you, you know that you're astral projecting
0: do you ever have any kind of um, a residual proof
1: no somebody I've had people say well did you pick up a rock and bring it back and I says I wish I could focus enough when I'm sleeping to pick something up and bring it back with me. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: That would be odd.
1: <laughs> yeah, Pick up a stick or a rock, you know, wake up with that in your hand. That, that way you go. I did leave my body last night. Yeah. I'm sure you could do it, but I, but like I said, I'm sleeping. I would love to pick something up and bring it back with me. I mean, I've, I've been You've, places that I've, I know I've never been there, and I'll describe it to somebody. Yeah, I might have perfect detail. How would I know?
0: I've never but been never, there. Never, never, yeah. never gotten dirty pajamas or
1: no. I'm uh, flying above the ground. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's weird. But, well, you, could be, but you, you could. could tell. be bird poop. <laughs> <laughs> but you could. But you could. T- I mean, I I could tell I was traveling all night because I'll wake up and I'm tired because I wasn't really sleeping. I was gone. Yeah. I will. I'll wake up tired.
0: all right let's let's get back to the uh, <laughs> the remote viewing
1: okay
0: so you you had been doing this for years and mm-hmm. you you didn't know that there was actually a, a an official name for it or Mm-mm. classification
1: and then well,
0: what do you uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. do you, is there is there a is there a manner of honing this Have you ever found out uh, you know specifically if you do this and this that you know the, it, it gets more vivid or you, you retain more detail or um is, is there it, it kind of explain the process of of what goes into this
1: see i like i said i don't i don't really have a process if i if i want a remote view somewhere i just pick that point and i, I just like like zoom in like like the zoom zoom on your camera. I just zoom in, I am immediately there. I don't have to work up a process, I don't have to sit and meditate or anything. I I'm just there. Just that quick. Within seconds, I'm there. And I can see everything around me. I can hear the sounds. I can smell things. I, I'm there. Not just seeing it, I'm actually experiencing it. Which I don't know if if everybody, that remote views experience stuff or if they're just seeing it, everybody might be different.
0: So you're saying a version of your, uh, a physical version of you is, is transported to that, that place.
1: Well, it's, it's gotta be because I, I can feel the air. I can hear sounds. I can smell things. It's different than if I'm just seeing things as a psychic yeah it, it's different yes i I must go there. A part of me goes there. I don't know.
0: So how did this lead to you becoming involved with this group and and what is the name of the group if if it in in fact does have a, a specific name?
1: It's called Project Psy. I can't tell you the members because we don't say the the members' names um, the the leader, contacted us we've had five years now we just had five years anniversary and he says would you like to be part of this group so i'm i'm one of the founding members some people come and go but i'm one of the founding members still and he goes we got some missing person cases you want to help us look on Or we got some cold cases and he would just and we all live in different states we we don't we i haven't even i've only met one of the people I don't even know the other people but we all work pretty good together and he'll he'll show us somebody's picture that's all we have and then we he'll call us with what information do you have He gathers up everybody's information gets out you know all the details and then he contacts the police you know so we don't go directly to the police because most police if you say I'm a psychic they go, yeah, okay that's hard. <laughs> most police don't believe in psychics.
0: Yeah, i i would I would guess that that is a roadblock some, you'd run some, into.
1: Some go, oh great, this is a good deal, but yeah, some don't. Well, because you get you get a lot of fake people out there.
0: So what what kind of uh, what kind of results have you had?
1: Let me see. So far, where's our numbers here? I had to write them down. Okay, so. To date, we've we brought home 247 missing children. We stopped 11 human trafficking rings, and we solved 18 cold cases. Now, that's with the group. I've done a lot of things on my own, too.
0: You've brought home 247 missing children. hmm Now... In anybody's opinion, that is, that's is—that's a staggering number. How how are those results perceived by the law enforcement agencies that, are, are they aware that this information is coming from a group of psychics? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's their, do you they, get they any kind like of a it response when we from that?
1: Not, I mean, at, you know, at, at first, you know, it didn't, wasn't well received, but now when they're getting information from us, they go, oh, yeah, it's from these guys, yeah, oh, yeah. It's working out well now. At first, you know, it was a bumpy road at first, but yeah.
0: and you've you've a lot been, of coal been together.
1: slammed f- down on you and stuff, but you no, know, now now they go. Oh yeah.
0: Now I hate to ask this because hmm? I mean it's it's kind of a it's a it's kind of a bummer, but um, in the 247 that you've returned home, are they still living? See, I are,
1: don't have those numbers. Some weren't. Okay, but the, but the important thing is you brought them home. You you don't want to yeah, yeah, wonder and forever closure. where did my son or daughter go. Yeah. So as as long as you can bring them home, yeah. I don't have these numbers of which is which, and and a lot because there's so many kids. You you might have one missing kid, and when you find them, it turns out that there were ten of them there because it was part of human trafficking. So that's why we get a lot of big numbers too, because one turns into more.
0: and 18 there's, cold cases there's a cold,
1: lot of human trafficking
0: 18 cold cases mhm so oh. you guys you guys are just provided what like the the case files or the uh, the the amount of information that the law enforcement has on that case and oh, we're off of that
1: we don't we don't get it from them we'll we'll go on there's there's missing person websites mhm or you'll see Amber alerts or bolos, and we just we'll pull it off of there. That's where we get it. Oh, we so you're not, you're not you're
0: not even you're not don't. even starting with information from the police. You're you know. guys are going after this on your own.
1: Well, I mean that that's the only information they have too. So we're just we're, we're grabbing this 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 case speaks to us. We got to do this one, you know. Like we had we had one last night, you know. I don't know if we found the girl or not. I I don't think we did because I they were hiking in the mountains and she slid on some loose gravel and she's out in a crevice now. I don't know if we're we'll gonna
0: find it. And Eleven yeah. human trafficking rings? Mm-hmm. So by by leading the police to, to one one person.
1: You, you could find several.
0: You find several.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, because you might think, oh, this, this girl just ran away. Well, she didn't run away. Because there's, there's so much online predators. Mm -hmm. And and this is boys. You can have boys or girls in human trafficking Doesn't it's not all girls. And they will, they will meet them online. They will meet them on TikTok. They'll, you know. They're, they're grooming them. They're, you know. Maybe they don't have a good family life or, you know, making them feel important. And, oh, let's meet you someplace. Well, when you get that place, there's somebody else waiting for you, too, and they grab you. And they get you into human trafficking. This, this happens a lot.
0: Yeah, chances of you staying in even in this country are slim to none.
1: That's why we got to act so fast before they get you out of the country. Yeah, that happens quick. We got to catch them before they can leave the country.
0: Have you guys ever had any contact from somebody that you helped find?
1: I don't know if he ever did. I, I never did.
0: So you guys are kind of the, did you say there were five of you?
1: There's eight of us.
0: There's eight of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, the guys that do the, the real psychic work. Yeah. Um, it, does, is your leader just kind of the um, the head of this program or is he actually one of you as well?
1: No, he collects all the data, and, and you know, well, he finds the case, collects all the data.
0: But is he is he, is he involved in the uh, the the use of the remote viewing? No. Does he does he do that as well? No. So just the the number of that would be that would really be interesting to for you guys to be able to have a conversation with somebody that you brought back.
1: I mean, I, I have, I have, um, this is crazy. I I'll be on Facebook and something will just come across my timeline from people. I don't even know. Never seen these people that somebody's missing. It'll, it'll just come across my timeline. Like I'm supposed to see this. And I, I have, I've, I've brought a couple of people home just from Facebook contact like that. <laughs> and, and their and their family did come to me and say thank you. We got her home or we got him home. It's like I was supposed to see it. Facebook is not all bad.
0: <laughs> so you say typically you, you'll get a picture of this person and that's that's mm-hmm. about it.
1: Well, and maybe what state they're in. Well, yeah, because we don't know where they are. They're missing. We don't. Know, we we know what state they were in.
0: Can you can you kind of tell like what the what your obviously you don't know what the other people do but your process is as far as when you look at this picture what what happens then are you are you like immediately on your way searching for them or is there i, I
1: i've been reading photos all my life too which I, you know, I didn't know when i was a kid i was reading photos and photos talk to you 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 can you can learn just what the person is about also. And then it takes you to where they are. I I might see like their path. Like I I was online with this. I met this guy here. They picked me up in this blue car. You know, I see the process. You will see it. Stuff like that. Like last night though, this boy and girl. she was 13. He's 15. They're, out at one o'clock, going down some trail in a, in a national park. Not good. Yeah, and they they slipped, and she's they're trapped someplace. Both of them. Yeah, and I, you know, and I I can't see where they are. I don't know if anybody else got any more facts than I did, but they're in a dark crevice. I can't see anything. But they got search teams out at the park and stuff. But it's that's a difficult one.
0: Does one case stick out among all the others for you?
1: Not this one. There's there's one that's oh this is an, another one years ago, which which yeah, I can never bring this person home. I know where she is. I'm on Facebook and my sister sends me a video and she says, Look, these this this team is investigating a in the woods looking for this missing person. I thought you might think this is cool. I said, oh, okay, let me watch it. So I'm watching the YouTube video. And as I'm watching it, I hear a voice in my right ear saying, tell them they're looking in the wrong place. And it was the woman they were looking for, and she started talking to me. Oh my. And she was, and sometimes they, they talk to me in sentences, sometimes you just see pictures. She was a picture person, so it was a little hard, but she showed me that her boyfriend killed her and he buried her down by a stream and this was in Illinois and i I was so obsessed because she just kept showing me this. I had to go back to Illinois and find this spot I took my sister with me I says i I, I see I kept I kept drawing it like like Richard Dreyfus was doing hmm
2: yeah. With his mashed
1: potatoes, uh, he kept drawing. Yeah. I kept drawing this picture. I kept drawing this picture. I said, "She's here. This this is where she is. This is where she is." And so we. It was a a town maybe a half hour from where we grew up, and she was where we go. I said, "I don't know. She was she was last seen at this grocery store when she got off her shift at two a.m." I said, "Let's go there and see what I can see." I said, "Then first I want to go. I want to go to her house." Because they said she she went home and left her car there. So we we pull up to the house and I says, okay, I said, they don't live there anymore. And I says, uh, okay, I says I want to go in back to the alley. And she says, how do you know there's an alley there? I said, because she showed me. There's an alley. I said, look, if there's any alleys here. I said, there's an alley. She parked her car under a carport in the alley. and went back there and, and sure enough, she goes, my gosh, I said, I told you there's an alley here. She showed me. So then... We start driving, and I, I start going one direction, and I said, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. I said, let's turn around and go the other way. So she was showing me a street sign. Oh, now, what was it? 29-34. No, 39-34. And I could see it was a black and white highway sign. And I said, well, that, that can't be right because those are two separate highways, and they run parallel to each other they do not intersect that can't be right but she kept showing me the sign and she kept showing me a church i said all right so we're we're driving down the road and all of a sudden my sister goes look there's a black and white sign that said 39 slash 34 there it was there it was and so we're driving a little farther and there was a church on the corner oh what do we do okay so now i i turn make a left turn There's a school. She goes, where? I said, I I don't know. I think it needs to go this way. And I went over a little bridge, and now there's some farms there. And I I drove right past the spot because I wasn't getting the right view. And she was showing me a farm that had a silo with a flat top, not the cone on the top, a flat top. Mm -hmm. There was a red pickup truck in the yard with a Lake of the Ozark sticker in the window. I see such details sometimes. And we drove past, we turn around to come back, and now I see the farm. And I see the darn truck still sitting over in the weeds. Like, oh, my gosh, that's the farm. Why is she showing me the farm? And then we drove a little ways, and there was the stream. There was a stream there and and some trees. And I says, what is this stream? I, I don't know the name of it. And she kept telling me, Pike, Pike. I don't know what that means. And we went back to her house, and we're looking on the maps. It was Pike Creek. So she had me right at the spot. Wow. But it's on private property.
0: So you couldn't get to
1: it. So I went, I contacted the FBI. I got the file. I went to the FBI, and I told him, and and he was actually interested. Yeah, I work with psychics. Okay. So I told him everything. I, I Told him what happened. I sent him the pictures I had. He wanted to see my pictures, but I mean, that's ever happened. It's been years now, and it's frustrating. She's been oh. dead twenty-five years. It's frustrating. I haven't been doing it for twenty-five years, but still, mm-hmm. it's frustrating to know that he got away with it. I, I don't even care if he got away with it. I just want to bring her home. You know, give the give the family closure. Yeah. And it's, it's terrible because you know how you gonna tell the farmer? We need to dig on your property. We a psychic says somebody's buried here. No, yeah. <laughs> but I I know the farmer found something that belonged to her. He just didn't realize at the time that she was missing. Yeah, you know, so that there was a clue, but you know, it's long gone. Yeah, so that's it, my frustrating case.
0: Do you have any idea what the uh, what would be the furthest distance that you've ever been able to uh, locate somebody?
1: Romania. That was one of the earliest ones. That was crazy.
0: Halfway across the, road, the world. I've
1: never been to Romania. I don't know what it looks like over there. And there I was describing a neighborhood in detail in such detail that the police knew where it was.
0: Now, were you working with authorities over there or were you trying to find somebody that was a U.S. citizen? Our
1: group, our group did it. And and somehow one of the members of the group was a friend. That was her friend over in Romania. And then she sent the information over, I guess. I'm not sure how that went around, but I saw the girl was like 17. She was walking. It was, like a, a brick, they have brick sidewalks, and she was walking down the sidewalk. She walked past like an alleyway. A man was there. He grabbed her. He took her to a old warehouse or old factory or something. It wasn't in use anymore because I'm, I'm inside. I see machinery. The machinery was all dusty, but he took her in there, and I heard a train whistle, so there had to be a train nearby. Such detail I had. But they knew exactly where that was by what I said. And when they went in there, they found some other girls, too. So there was room room and trafficking back there.
0: So again, again, one
1: finds others.
0: I mean, how do you feel when you you walk away from something like this with with the validation of knowing that?
1: Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good. You know, there's people that say, why do you do this for free? I said, because I do. I, I don't expect to be paid. I, I don't think that's why I have this gift, to be paid. There, there's so many psychics out there that, that do readings, and they won't even think about looking for missing people. You know? And that's fine. Everybody does their own thing.
0: Yeah, but when you're doing it to to profit from it,
1: well, and that's and that's kinda, fine. You know, that's fine. I I don't I don't do readings for people because I, I don't feel that's me. But if you know, but if I have a message for somebody, I'll just give it to them.
0: Do you have to be well? Obviously not. I mean, but I guess as far as just being a psychic, in in just that scope of things. Do you have to have had at least some kind of personal contact with that person or, you know, like me on the, on this side of the microphone and you you being your location?
1: Oh, no. That's what it says. I says. I can just be talking to somebody on Facebook and I'll start, you know, someone I ever met, and I'll start telling them something because I'll get a message for them. No, I don't have to be next to somebody. If even people that do readings, they they do their readings on the phone. They're not with the people either. You do you have, have anything? Do someone. you have
0: it? Do you have anything you can impart to me?
1: Not get anything from you. No. Nobody wants to speak to you.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's good. I haven't pissed anybody off on the other side, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sometimes people get their own messages and they don't realize it. you know a spirit would be leaving you little signs and you, you go no my aunt doesn't talk to me but you'll see stuff that reminds you of it well that she's talking to you she's leaving you signs you know
0: so one more thing and then I'll, I'll let you get on with your evening I appreciate the time mm-hmm. you've taken with me um as far as the validity actually i've got two things mm-hmm. um, first first thing i'm going to ask you is can a, a real psychic call bullshit on one that is portraying themselves to be
1: absolutely <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no problem with that at all no problem <laughs> and in your, in your estimation do you feel that Do you feel that there's more more BS out there than there is people that have the actual gift or or do you think that your your abilities are pretty widespread?
1: The the thing the thing that bothers me is when you hear people saying they're sensitive. As, as soon as I hear that, I start going fake. You're you're either a psychic, a medium, you know, that's what you are. I never use the word sensitive. I, th- I think somebody that uses the word sensitive wants to be psychic. We we all have feelings. Everybody has feelings, like, oh, I, I shouldn't have done that, or I feel danger or something. Okay, that doesn't mean you're a sensitive. Or, okay, everybody's sensitive to that.
0: Well, that's interesting that you bring that. You know? up. I, I
1: just see a lot of that lately
0: because, because somebody I, I on ha- TV
1: started calling themselves that.
0: Yeah, and and I'll I'll say this that I have. On the few, on the, in the few conversations that I've had with with people that I trust that aren't going to roll their eyes and stuff, <laughs> when when I tell them the, um, I was you being in, into the UFO phenomenon as well. You mm-hmm. will probably remember in 1970, a movie should called *Chariots of the Gods* came out.
2: Yes,
0: by Eric Van Doniken. Uh, I, read book. Book. No, I read that book. I read that Okay, so at the age of five, I was born in 1965, and in 1970, I was already so obsessed with the the UFO phenomenon. And we're talking 51 years ago, so I didn't have the internet, I didn't have um, you know 130 channels on cable TV. That's
1: what I said, we didn't have that stuff, but we you know, still so, look for it.
0: So how did I get so obsessed that I begged and pleaded with my parents to take me to see that movie and they never did. The grandmother that I ta- told you about that was mm-hmm. with me the night of the the lights, mm-hmm. I actually talked her into it and she took me to the Town and Country Theater in Mishawaka mm-hmm. and I can remember sitting there in the theater watching that show and looking at my grandma and she was asleep.
1: <laughs> yeah. <sit. laughs> and,
0: you know, first of all, You don't fall asleep when you're with a five-year-old kid in a theater where somebody could just walk by and grab you (laughs) and take off with you, and you'd never know. I have
1: it back then. Nobody Uh still gets (laughs)
0: it. Right. Or at least we didn't hear about it. Yeah.
1: I don't think there was Um, much then, yeah.
0: But, you know, being that obsessed with that, and then, you know, um, not too long after that, I had this weird silhouette in, in my mom and dad's hallway looking in at me Uh, while i was trying to sleep um it was definitely not my mom or my dad's
2: silhouette
0: Mm. Um, completely different so you know i don't know what that was i i was awake because i was a terrible sleeper when i was young because i filled my head with all this (laughs) horseshit of aliens Mm -hmm. and ufos Mm -hmm. and bigfoot and i mean everything was literally going to be outside my bedroom window screen and you know waiting to get me and you know, so it, was it a shadow person? And, you know, then the lights over the house when I was about 13. And then after my dad passed away, I had some, several pretty found, profound experiences. And then later in life, I had some, some puzzling things that happened to me out in the woods while hunting that have led me down the path of thinking that, you know, Sasquatch is a, is a, not the only, thing that it could have been, but it definitely falls in line with many other reports that I've, I've read and I've, I've heard. Mm -hmm. So I would refer to myself as being, you know, since I have such a wide variety of experiences, if I say I'm sensitive, you know, I wonder, am I, am I more sensitive? Am I more open to those kind of occurrences than, than most people?
1: Well, how, how do you know that you don't have some medium tendencies?
0: I don't know that I don't.
1: See, because you, you're saying a lot of things.
0: I know. A, sense that of, makes, a sensitive that makes person
1: me, just feels things. You're seeing things, experiencing things. You're doing more.
0: And that makes me feel really weird. Why? I mean, not, not in a bad way. Yeah. But to even consider, you know... <laughs>
1: Because I mean,
0: you know, I've been into this stuff for the majority of my life, mm-hmm. right? That's
1: what I mean. Um, so you were born and, this way, you know?
0: And then, then out of the clear blue, um, I've never had any broadcast experience. I've never, I, I did have, uh, several times throughout growing up once my voice had changed, you know, I had several people tell me, man, you'd be great on radio. You should be on the radio and i was like i don't want to be a disc jockey the weird ass hours they got to work and yeah. you know it's, you know it just never seemed to appeal to me and and then you know out of the out of the boredom of um the pandemic and and trying to come up with something that was uh positive you know for people to hopefully maybe enjoy and uh, get some entertainment out of I, I start a podcast talking about all the weird shit that
2: mm-hmm.
0: I've been attracted to my whole life, and now I have people emailing me like I'm an expert, and I am not an expert, <laughs> and and I I need to impart that to everybody that I am far from an expert in any of these things that we talk about.
1: I, I was um, I was investigating not, not this last time the the time before I was investigating. With some people I knew and, and they, you know, there's more people that, you know, just like newbies. And we took a break and I swear you, three people that I've never seen before came up to me and go, can I show you this picture on my phone? Now, why did they come to me? And you know, I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I saw you on Facebook. So I thought you would know what this is. This picture is on my phone. <laughs> you know, I go okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird when they you know, at first you go, but you know, it happens a lot. And I, you know, so you got to try to help people.
2: You know, well, like I think that, uh, you know I, that I was think, a
1: lens flare, and you hate to tell them stuff, you know. But you want yeah. to, you want to teach them. But you want to teach them, you know. Or you go, oh, you you got something. You know, some of them were really good photos.
0: I had taken a, a photograph. My. My ex-wife and and the kids, we had gone on vacation up to uh, up to the UP uh, mm-hmm. above Saint Agnes. We ended up in a town called Fayette, I believe it was, and it's kind of a um, it's kind of a ghost town that has been re. Uh, Is it like old mine,
1: like old mining towns? Yeah, because there's a lot of mines up there.
0: Yep and there was there was actually one building there that was uh i believe it was a theater, and there is a wall in that building that still has um the the theater troops that would come through the area and perform for you know a few nights or a week and then uh, move on to the next town yeah. um, several several houses there was a, I um I forget what they called uh was it smelting mm hmm um, for the iron, iron mm-hmm. ore. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a large building there that had uh, uh, the remnants of, of these uh, furnaces and stuff like that, and it was it was all along a uh, a bay, and I forget what the name of the bay was, but Fayette, Michigan is the is yeah, the there's, place. There's you
1: know? a lot of copper. There were a lot of copper mines up there, the Cornish copper mines up there.
0: And there was one building. It was it was in the it was in the stages of being um, refurbished.
1: Oh, boy. There you go.
0: And we were on the outside of it. It was not open to the public, so we walked along the outside, and I was, I was taking pictures of damn near everything. You know, just... <laughs> I'm, just I'm I, that I, I know. I just love I'm old buildings. The, I'm, that, I'm that guy on vacation that takes way too many goddamn pictures.
1: Yeah, but old buildings and, are so cool. I love taking pictures of old buildings.
0: And after we got home and I uploaded them all onto the computer... On the second floor of that building that was not open to the public, there is a very light image of a what looks to me to be and and anybody that I've shown it to has said the same thing. Looks like a person, a woman in period dress with a, a very large, um, large brimmed hat. Wow! And it's just like. You maybe see a third of the body, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of at the window frame, you know, back behind where the curtain would be, and it's not very well lit, and it's just, it's wow. just kind <laughs> of there, you know. And it's like, holy shit, did I actually get a picture of <laughs> of something in that That's house? Cool. <laughs> and you know, now could it have been a mannequin up there that was just? So yeah, I, I was. I was actually flabbergasted that you know did i did i get a picture of a a spirit in the window or was it possibly a mannequin that was you know <laughs> up in the upstairs uh, storage and was just far enough out of sight from the the window that you were just getting a slight image of it i don't know
1: they don't usually put uh, a hat uh, on a
0: mannequin though well yeah i guess you're right
1: i would say it's a person yeah
0: but it was it was very interesting it's, uh, I still have that still have that picture See, I look yeah, at I it, it. Uh, yeah. often so okay so the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was you actually have had your brain mapped yes while in the process of <laughs> talking to spirit viewing or talking just, to
1: just spirit just talking to spirit
0: and there's a there's a noticeable difference in the in, in your the way brain waves in way your brain's yeah. behaving
1: yeah, your your brain waves change. Yeah, it's it's amazing.
0: So, h- how did you go about getting introduced to the idea of, of actually having this done?
1: Well, this is this is the uh, the leader of our group that he does this too. This is what he does in his office. Oh, really? You, you can you can go to him and he'll brainwrap anybody.
0: So, this is Chuck Kelly, correct? Hmm. Chuck so is Chuck. Yeah.
1: Kennedy, yeah, yeah. He, you oh, can, Kennedy, yeah, sorry. you can, you, know, you can get a hold of him. He does that's so he does brain mapping, so anybody can make an appointment with him and do that. Yeah.
0: And what what did you what was what were the findings of of mapping you and in, individually or uh, specifically?
1: Well, I We were just we were up at Chicago Ghost Con. He did this in front of all these people. No, he was just he was just talking about how look how notice how my brain waves change. You know, I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't monitoring all my vital signs, which is what he'll do if you go to the office, like you know, like your blood pressure and all, because like stuff like that. Because I—I do notice after I, after I do a reading or after I remote view, I, I get really tired. I mean, it drains me. You know, so does your does your blood pressure go down? Does your sugar go down? He, you know, he tests all these other things. He didn't do it that one day for me to see. But it must have an effect on me because I will just be wiped out after I after I do a reading like that. You know, like you did some really hard work and you you didn't leave your house, you know. Yeah. But it wipes you out sometimes.
0: Is is that pretty typical or or is it
1: for me. I don't is know it, about other people.
0: For me, it does. Uh, that's what I mean for you. I mean, yeah. generally, any time you do it is a, pretty much the same physical. Uh,
1: not every time. It, de- it depends on how hard I'm concentrating, I think. Like, I actually was, I was at an event this last weekend. I was vending, and two people came up and wanted me to read them. I, I said, I don't do that, but I, I just did that, and, you know, I wasn't tired after I did those. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad I did that because like I said, I don't usually do that, but both people had something in their house and they thought there was something scary in their house and it turned out to be relatives. So I'm glad they walked up to me to talk to me. So that's, that was good. Cause, cause one, one turned out to be the guy's mother and then the other one turned out to be the other guy's uncle. I said, see, you're, you're okay. It's nothing, it's nothing bad. No. And then uh, and the first guy, when I was, he was talking about his house, I says, he's talking about where he used to live, and I said, you, you lived on an Indian burial ground, didn't you? And he goes, what? And I, I could see this. I said, you, you lived on an Indian burial ground, that's why you were seeing all these, these spirits. Well, there, there was some big mound next to us, and my, my father used to, when I was a kid, my father would take the clay out of there, you know, and we'd, make bricks out of it and stuff. And I said, well, that was a burial mound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's usually not a good thing to do. <laughs>
1: well, but people don't know this. People don't know yes. this. They thought it was a hill. You know, they wouldn't know that. And I said, mm, no. He goes, yeah, we had find a lot of arrowheads and stuff. I said, yeah, you would. <laughs> so that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Not too far north of me here. Um, maybe a 20, 25 minute drive. There's a uh, there's a couple of small burial mounds, and uh, it's kind of almost like in a. It's a very very small town, but it's kind of they have a park put around it, and uh, I think there's actually a placard up there that you can read about it. Yeah. But there's there's two, and mm-hmm. at one time, at one time I believe there were six, and what they did with the other four, uh, I have no idea, but. Probably wasn't the best thing to to rake those down to the flat earth and and relocate whatever they. Whatever they the did.
1: problem is they don't usually relocate. They just <laughs> if you go to um, southern Illinois, it's called Cahokia Mounds. That was actually a whole settlement. It's right down on the Mississippi River. There were 140 mounds. There's not that many many left now, but there's still quite a few. That's an interesting place
0: to see. Do you find, like investigating um, Native American burial grounds, Mm -hmm. do you find more spirit activity with Native Americans, First Nations, than, what am I trying to say? being that they were more closely uh in tune with with the earth and and nature and and all that for you know so many so many years are there is their presence on the other side much stronger or equal to everything else that you run into I, I
2: i'm, I'm
0: drawing a blank on how to, I, I know, to, how to ask I what's in my well, head
1: what, what when what like yeah like you said they they were so in tune that when when you go there i i don't feel them there they they moved on when they die they move on they they don't hang around like we do actually so, you know you don't you don't feel
2: so more maybe their more
1: accepting. you don't feel their presence hmm you know and I'm, I'm i'm part native i don't i i would think i would feel them but i feel nothing
0: that's interesting because you hear, you know, I mean, movies and stories. Of, and
1: they're movies. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there, there is, we've got a Fort Wayne, Detroit has a burial mound in it. And it, they, they did re- x-ray on it. There's two women and a dog in there, which that must be real interesting that they have buried a dog and uh, those women must be somebody yeah. really important. And if you go past the mound with your equipment, it will kill your batteries. Absolutely, every time, it will kill your batteries. Brand new batteries, it will kill your batteries. If I take a picture, kill the batteries in your camera. But I found, that, I found that if I bring a gift of tobacco, offer a gift of tobacco, I can take all the pictures I want. It doesn't bother my camera. And so I I try to teach people when I'm taking people on a tour down there. I I always have tobacco with me. I said, no. This is a burial mound. Would you like to offer them a gift of tobacco? And some people look at me like I'm nuts. And other people go, yeah, what do I do? I I go, well, just say some prayer in your head and, 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 you know, sprinkle the tobacco. I said, you're giving them a gift. I go, it's whatever you say is the right words, you'll know. And other people just, yeah, you people are crazy. I go, what? You don't have to do it. I just, it's a cemetery. It's their final resting place. It's not yeah. just a bunch of dirt. If you don't understand.
0: Just because they're not laid out in a perfect grid with the stones above every head.
1: This is how they bury them. They didn't, there's, there's a, there's a mound down in Cahokia. It's called Monk's Mound. It's as big as a four-story building. Really? There's stairs. You can go all the way up to the top. When I got to the top, there's actually a vortex going all the way through it. You can feel it.
0: And what's that? I mean, is that something that's uh,
1: probably just nature? If,
0: but... if if I walked if I walked up there, would would you I feel, feel it? a, a sure. difference? It's not just something that you're in tune to.
1: No. Any, anybody could feel a vortex. It's, you know, a, a vortex might be 12 inches wide. It's it's swirling energy. It swirls clockwise. It's, a, it's only 12 inches wide. It's not real big. You can put your hand in it and feel it. Anybody feel it. Don't know why it's there, but it goes straight down the middle. And when you're standing up there, you can look over and they'll see the St. Louis Arch on the other side. You're so far up. The cars driving by look like little ants. You're way up there. Really?
0: I wonder if that if that area falls in line with any of the ley lines or anything uh, the energy yeah. grid that goes it, across it, the. It
1: does because that's going to be in my new book. Yeah, it does.
0: Does it really? There's there's ley lines there. Yeah. You know, you might be onto something. I might be. I might be a little uh, sensitive.
1: I think you are. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what my new book is going to be about ley
0: lines, yeah, and vortices, yeah. Cheryl, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I have taken up way more time than uh, I think you were expecting. And you've, okay. been very, you've been very <laughs> gracious. I've enjoyed the conversation immensely and if you find that you've had a a good experience here i would absolutely love to have you back on again at another time and oh, sure. talk about talk about some of the other things that you uh you're into okay yeah because they pretty much all line up with things that i'm into and <laughs> our listeners listen to so <laughs> that would be uh that would be great but as far as this it's been uh, a very interesting conversation i thank you so much mm-hmm. and uh before we let everybody take off, why don't you let uh, let the listeners know one last time where they can find you on the web and where your your movies and your books and everything else that you're into are, are available at?
1: I'm I'm on Facebook, Cheryine Carter. I'm on Instagram, Cheryl Carter 417, Twitter Cheryl Carter 417. Um, you can get my books on Amazon, or or you can get Rosalie on Amazon. I also have a, a website, com. I post a lot of pictures on there of my investigations, places I've been. need to put new ones in there.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure, Cheryl. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. Good night. Good night.
0: I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your experiences. So email me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com. If you like the show, please share it with your friends. Share it on your social media. The more people the show gets out to, the more experiences we'll have to listen to. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram or Twitter. We have t-shirts still available. $25. That includes shipping to anywhere in the continental U.S. Until next week, stay uncomfortable.